This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Rams Talk Podcast. With news, previews and interviews about the club we love the most. And new episodes every single week. Hello and welcome to Rams Talk, the weekly podcast about Derby County that, as it says on the tin, is here every single week. I've got three of the regular lads here today to talk about a, quite frankly, brilliant win at home against Bolton. I think the atmosphere is probably the best we've seen in quite some time, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, first off, Callum Bucock, how are you, mate? I'm great, thank you. Uh, even better after after yesterday's results, and uh, to be one of the thirty thousand there yesterday was, was uh, something different uh, for this year. But it's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jamie Page, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Happy 18th. Um, keep <laughs> racking up those uh, those numbers. It's perfect. Vic was here. I don't know where he's managed to. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Is this <laughs> I think he's clicked the wrong now? button. Bless him. Yeah, I think he's tried to unmute himself and he's left. So we'll, we'll speak to Vic when he, uh, I'm sure, inevitably returns. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get we'll a smooth play. intro eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we're joined by Vic C. Oh, he's back. Here he is. Here he is. Hello, Vic. How are you, mate? Sorry about, sorry about that, guys. I've had a bit of technical difficulties. I'm all good, though. How are you guys? <laughs> Doing very good, thank you. Very good. Yeah, two weeks in a row now. I've had someone disconnect with about two seconds. Right, let's kick it off. I mean, I've just written match reaction on the cube card here because it was an unbelievable game. Um, I had a couple of my mates uh, from uni that came and watched the game with me. So I was under a lot of pressure. I was sort of, I was a little bit worried that Derby wouldn't turn up and we'd end up having a, a bit of a shocker. And, and we did turn up and wasn't the result brilliant. I mean, Callum, 
we might as well kick off with the opening goal. Brilliant ball by Barkazen. Great finish by Mendes Lang. Never an own goal. Never in a million years. It's the sort of football that we want to see, isn't it? No, no, you're right. Um, I think when you look at um, the, the post-match um, interview with him, they was talking about, they interviewed Mendes Lang and he was talking about that they've been working on it during the week. And that was probably the biggest thing that uh, I took away from, from that game, that the fact that whatever Warren is doing on the training ground, they seem to be implementing into the game. Uh, and the way we started uh, the game, um, we put them straight on the back foot. And I don't think that throughout the game that that back four and the goalkeeper were ever, ever comfortable. Um, and uh, the first goal to get that one first was probably key in the game. Uh, probably settled a lot of Derby fan and, and nerves, including myself, um, because it was a, a very tense atmosphere up until that point. Um, and then obviously to get that first goal, um, the crowd buzzing uh, to silence those 3,000 in the corner um, was, it was a great start. It was. And I was listening to your preview before the game, Callum, um, that you did with Mark, uh, all about Bolton. And one of the things he was talking about, he spoke about James Trafford, their goalkeeper. And you mentioned there, their back four and keeper never looked comfortable. I've never seen a keeper spoon so many balls out of play or skew them in the air and so many passes from defenders out of play. And, and Vic... I know we say this every single week, but don't you think it's testament to the culture and the ethos that Paul Warren's instilled in this team? Oh, 100%. You can see that the players are bought into his style, the players are bought into his ideas, and we're reaping the rewards on the pitch now. The high press, the high intensity, it's all coming together. It's why we're on this run at the minute of 18 games unbeaten. And um, yeah, like you said, it, uh, the amount of times they spooned the ball out of play was 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 testament to the high pressure that we were putting on them. Um, and I thought we were deserved winners in the end yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And and Jamie, just to touch on another point that Callum made there, they're talking about in the, the post-match interview, how they'd practised it before the game. One of the things Paul Warren said was, I'm sure Tom Barkays will come out and say we practice glancing headers in behind in training in the days before Uh, you look at that second goal the pass from bird was sensational the awareness of barkazen to knock that ball into horahan's path and then the finish was superb wasn't it yeah and and that's where we want to see Connor horahan isn't it um i think it was uh i looked at it and thought you know change the Changed the name on the back of the shirt, not the number. It was a Craig Bryson-esque goal um, by Conor Hurahan. And, and just to go back to, to what um, Callum and uh, I guess Vic was, was kind of alluding to as well, is we've got players now that are putting 100% in for the shirt. Conor McGoldrick, I mean, if you'd have told me Conor McGoldrick, not Conor McGoldrick, David, David McGoldrick. I went to say David McGoldrick and I was thinking about my next... Sentence. So, David McGoldrick. <laughs> David McGoldrick. Who'd have thought that he'd be running as much as you know he he has in that first half? It was it was incredible. But yeah, that second goal was was, was special. And I think um, Owen mean, Bradley on comms, um, or I can't remember if it was um, Head Doors, said that you know there's not a man that you want that ball to to uh, to drop to in the box. Connor Hurahan, you just know he was finishing it. I think I celebrated before the goal went in to be honest so yes special uh special game and i'm sure we'll talk about the atmosphere later i've gutted to to miss the game but um yeah a special day all round i think 
Yeah, and that's that's three and three now for David Hurahan. So he's certainly <laughs> inspired form at the minute, which is uh, which is good to see. And one of the big things, Callum, about the game before the game, the team came out, no cash in, no Sibley. I won't lie, I was pretty concerned. The two players that came in, Davis and Roberts, we know what Davis and Roberts are all about. They're both two players that are, you know, solid defensively. How do you think they did? I think they did really, really well. Um, no, I was exactly the same as, as you guys, and I put it in, in the group chat. As soon as I saw the, the, the announcements, um, I, I just was like, it wasn't the news I wanted to hear pre-big uh, pre fixture. So, uh, so no, but... To be fair to them, both of them were absolutely brilliant, um, in my opinion. I thought Hayden Roberts um, did really, really well on the left. Uh, and I thought that when you think that Davis hasn't played consistently in, in probably since that Ipswich game and uh, we've kind of used him as a bit part, um, I thought he came and, and just did a job. Um, he just All he needed to do was get his head on the ball, clear what he needed to clear and and just not uh, put a foot wrong or, or fall over so so no so he did he did what he needed to do um there was a couple of nervy moments at the very start of the game but i think he got himself into it and uh, and the biggest thing you want from anyone who comes in especially for someone like cashin uh, or and sibley to be fair um is that they just put in the shift uh, and they don't let the side down and neither of them but really did mm, yeah yeah and and vic one of the big talking points I think is is Hayden Roberts because under Rossini he started every game but one and then under Warren he's found chances harder to come by and then when we played a back three ended up playing on the left side of a back three and that probably suited him better than any other position we've seen him playing. Uh, Sibley's going to be out for three to four weeks Warren came out after the game and said uh, which is obviously a big loss with the way he's played recently. Do you think Roberts has what it takes to fill that hole? Um, <clears throat> judging back, judging back on when Rosinha was here, I thought he was pretty steady at left back. Um, he likes to bomb forward, so that covers the energy that Sibley, the energy we were going to miss now that Sibley's gone. Um, I think he's quite solid defensively. Um, albeit he might not be that comfortable at left back, but we said the same about Sibley. They're both not natural left backs. However, Sibley made it his own, and now Roberts has got the opportunity to make the shirt his. If, if Sibley's out for four weeks, Roberts has got the perfect opportunity now. But we've also got um, Tony Springer, who can also play left-back as well. So, in a way, we're sort of covered in that sort of area. But I think Roberts will, will flourish now that uh, the pressure's off sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you've got to hope so. And I think they're, they're both two sides of a coin, aren't they? I mean, you, you look at Sibley, he's got the attacking side, but the defensive side is the side he needs to work on. I think Roberts is the other way around. He's clearly a strong defender, but going forwards, he needs to side a little bit more, and I'm sure he will. You know, we've seen pretty much everyone, even some 35-year-olds developing under Warren, which is nice. So, hopefully, Hayden Roberts can follow in the same vein. And Well, that Jamie... shot, that shot, yeah, just sorry to butt in, Jake, that shot he had in the first two, three minutes, I thought I was going in. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I think my like first a reaction. Really pole driver shot, and I thought if he bangs that in. <laughs> yeah, my first reaction after that, I won't lie, was Sibley scores that. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's. Um, he, I thought he played well, and I hope he does. Does keep playing that way for uh, all the games when Sibley's out. And Jamie, I'll go to you because I'm sure you're not biased in any way. Um, Erin Cashin probably won't be fit for Tuesday. Um, obviously he missed the game on Saturday he's got a, a, ha a hamstring injury we know that he had a hamstring injury before which kept him out for almost a season so the last thing you want to do is risk League One's best player uh, Curtis Davis stepped in I thought personally he had a bit of a shaky 
40, 50 minutes and then after that looked solid. Uh, would you say the same? I think he was pretty good, to be honest. I, I yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to slag him off. Um, I thought he was, I thought he was solid. I think he did what he needed to do. I was a little bit worried, like um, Callum said, when the news came out. You said, Jake, um, that potentially, you know, we could be in a foot race if there's a chance for Davis and, and Forsyth to be in a foot race. I think potentially. You know, not the quickest uh, of, of uh, centre backs. So um, that didn't really happen. I think they attacked the ball well. There were some. I think there were a couple of shaky moments, but he grew into the game. Um, and I have no doubt that he's the cover um, until until Cashin comes out. I saw a couple of people say potentially that should have been Rooney in there, um, which I think is a fair shout. Um, but I think your club captain is the player that comes in. Um, and uh, and yeah, leads by example. I think it's a shame that we couldn't keep the clean sheet because I think the back five deserve that. But uh, yeah, uh, we're not going to get into decisions and lines and <laughs> referees and everything like that. But yeah, um, for me, he's the player that that kind of deputises in in Cashin's absence. And who knows? Uh, well, I, I, actually, I do know Cashin comes back into the side. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's, he's got to do as a professional. He's got to do his best for the for the team, and and uh, and yeah, hopefully we're going to see uh, another performance um, where you know we we can get a win and, and we can be relatively solid at the back. I hope so, mate. I really do hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we were really quite comfortable, weren't we, until that ball, which I, I personally I, I had a decent view of it. I thought it was miles out of play. You look at the camera view; it looks like it was miles out of play. So. Yeah, if the line had eyes, we'd uh, we'd have got a nice clean sheet. But you know, it's it's good for good for the club's bank account, isn't it? No clean sheet bonuses going out this week, so extra money in the coffers to spend on players, I'm sure. Um, but on to as you mentioned there, Jamie, the other centre half, Craig Forsyth. I mean, I actually think he's quicker than he looks. Um, he looks very <laughs> slow, doesn't he? But he, he, he gained some ground on that striker, the the massive lad who was rapid as well. Um, I can't remember exactly what his name was, but he was quick and Fozzie kept up with him quite well. Callum, he's moved to centre-back. We've been saying it for weeks, you know, he's been brilliant. I thought yesterday he was absolutely sensational. He marshaled the game, he read the game. Every time a ball came into the box, he was the one there. Every time they played a ball through, he was the one reading the game and he played the ball out from the back nicely as well. What did you reckon? And uh, I think he needs a permanent segment on this show, uh, the way we keep talking about him every single week and, and his performances that he does. Um, no, no, another sort of performance. Um, he is, the, I think, the glue that holds that back four together. Um, I just think he just reads the game so, so well. There's a couple of ch- times where Curtis Davis in the initial part of the game did take a little bit of bedding in uh, and he just um, sweeped up and, and did what he needed to do. There was that tricky... Uh, winger or, or striker that they played is it on Lundaloo, I think it, it was quite tricky. Yeah, that's what and I was just, about. Yeah, yeah, and he just and he just stood up uh, and just didn't dive in. There was a couple of times where Hayden Roberts dived in and and Fozzie just basically just cleaned up and just put it where it needs to go. And if that was in the in the stands, that needed to go there. And and he just keeps impressing every single week. Considering, like you said, he hasn't played at centre half for well ever uh, that, that we can really remember. There was that couple, those couple of games back in the day, but. Um, and and for me, he's up there for being in the in the team of the season so far. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you, Vic. Um, we talked, I've seen in a couple of group chats that I'm in, people talking about team of the season so far, who's been the best player so far. Obviously, Aaron Cashin's winning in every single chat. But, you know, he's a bit of a surprising vote, isn't he, Craig Forsyth? Because before the season started, it was talked about as him being, you know, back up left back to Hayden Roberts. And now he's one of the best centre-halves in the league. He was a centre off we didn't know we needed. Like he's been there what ten years, and now he's finally he's, <laughs> he's finally found his position at Derby. But it's hard not to make a case for Craig Forsyth being in the team of the season, or even run running for player of the season. He's he's playing the blinder. He looks really comfortable, and I think as fans, I think we feel comfortable seeing him play centre back. Obviously, we knew Cashin was injured yesterday. We're, the doubters are still out on Curtis. Stearman doesn't look like he's coming back into the side. Looks like he's become like a fourth or fifth coach now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Fozzy just, I think he calms the nerves of the whole defence as well. He's very, he, he leads by example. He's like almost like the captain within a captain. So, you know, Davis is obviously our captain, but Fozzy does the job that a captain should do and reassures that back five. So, yeah, Fozzy, great player. Long may that continue. Take us up to the championship. Come on. Let's hope so. And yeah, what a way to cap off his 10th year at the club that would be as well. And I, I was thinking yesterday, you can hear him all game. You know you, you know how loud the atmosphere was yesterday, but you could still hear Craig Forsyth all game. Um, and, you know, we talk about captains and I know earlier in the season we spoke all about the captaincy and how important it is and stuff like that. But it is important to have leaders. And and Jamie, you look at this Derby team that we've got now. You've obviously got Davis, you've got Birds, you've got Fozzy, you've got Corey Smith, you've got Mendes Lang, you know, you've got David McGoldrick, you've got Connor Horahan. All of these players have been a captain at a club at some point or a leader at a club at some point. Doesn't that play a huge role on the pitch? Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's all clicking. I think before where you know, there's there's a couple of outstanding performances. Now we look at the front six and think yesterday they all had a fantastic game. Knight, Bird, Hurahan, you know, Mendes Lang, McGoldrick, um, and uh, and obviously uh, Tom Barkerson. Tom Barkerson on the other. Do you know? Do you know why I stopped? Because you always take the mick out of how I say it. So in my head, who's in? Who's in? <laughs> I was thinking, how am I going to say it this week? Um, so yeah, I think I think it's all clicking, and yeah, we have got players in there that can that can grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and that can kind of lead by example. And yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to to criticise anything at the moment. You know, normally I think you look at things, and even if we won, you thought right, well, actually, I think potentially that player should have played better, or we should have done better in this phase of the game. But it's hard to, to pick any kind of negatives at the moment and it's testament to to warn it's testament to the players buying into the way that he wants to play um and at the moment you know we, we are looking up we're not looking down i think we're comfortably in the playoffs and it's a case of let's hunt down those those top two so yeah it's um it's a i think you tweeted out yesterday jake saying it's a great time to be a derby fan i think a lot of people tweeted that out yesterday and it and it is indeed let's bring on 19 yeah i know i know it is brilliant isn't it at the minute it's hard to understate it and when you think back and i know we're going to talk about this later on but we might as well talk about it now as we're at the uh, appreciation time of this show a year ago jamie was telling us in the chat before we started recording the my derby story stuff all came out and you know the idea was tell the story of why you love the club so much 
because you know maybe it won't be there in a few weeks and people you know the march was being organized the flag was up the save derby county flag was up at the ground you know the the protests had begun and it was a horrendous horrendous time and then you look now and we've not lost since october <laughs> and we've won five in a row and we're pushing for top of the league and callum you know just I was lucky enough to meet David Klaus today, actually. Um, I've bumped into him at the Derby women's game and had a little bit of a chat with him. And he's such a lovely guy. And it feels so surreal having a Derby fan, an actual Derby fan, not some bloke that says he is, supporting the club. It's great, isn't it? And you've got to admit that the feeling around the supporters at the minute is something we've not felt in a long time. No, um, as I was saying earlier, like the atmosphere yesterday um, for me was uh, one of the best ones I've been to in a, in a while. Um, and it just felt like at the end, um, like he's standing there um, applauding all the players. Uh, you could see Warren waving up to him and stuff. You can see there's a camaraderie there between the manager and the owner, which is what we need, um, not where... He's the manager's got to go to someone to then someone else to then get an answer out of the owner, which we've had for so many years or whatever. And um, and, and like you said, he's a true fan at heart. He's go he goes to all the women's games. He goes to home and away. Um, takes his his wife who who bless her. Um, I don't think really has a choice in the matter. Um, and uh, and like you said, he's he's put not just his money um, to to fund the club, but also his own time. He didn't need to do it at the end of the day. It, He's kind of sacrificed probably a large part of his own personal life to go and to probably rescue something that's part of everyone's uh, life. And and for for a lot of people, the club means a hell of a lot. We've all got our own reasons why we own, why we support it and stuff, and why we love it. And and I think without him, it, we would probably be talking about Derby AFC. So, well, yeah, and you know, Vic. Callum said there, talking about the time that David Cloud's put in, it was quite funny. I was, I was watching the Derby women's games today, 1-5-1, by the way, very good performance. Um, and my girlfriend turns to me and she's like, is that David Cloud's over there? And I was like, yeah. And, and then she's like, does he have any time? Because <laughs> he goes to every Derby game. He goes to every Derby women's game. It, you know, he, he's got to run a company during the week. It, the amount of time and money that he's devoted to the club is genuinely incredible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes such a big difference having someone that genuinely loves the club the same way the fans do to be the owner. So we couldn't thank David Klausenhoff even if we wanted to because essentially he saved not just the football club, but he saved a massive part of the city of Derby. For me, the football club means everything. I can't imagine a life without it. Um, it's allowed me to have family time um, first and foremost that there's three generations of us that go to games now um so it's given me special special memories and i've met guys like yourselves um and that's all thanks to david Klaus saving the club um the guys how can't there's nothing more positive i can say all i can say to him from the bottom of my heart and everybody else's is thank you for what you've done um and i think the way derby are at the minute we ran successfully but it's reflecting on the pitch as well and I think it's probably what David Klaus deserves saved the club he's put us on a good financial sound footing and now we're challenging to get back into the championship who would have thought that after the year we had so yeah exactly. thank you and uh, long may this uh, 
great run and great form and great um i can't remember the run a great atmosphere great feeling continue <laughs> very well put very well put and i mean he's doing such a good job at running the club that fans of other clubs are accusing us of cheating again so it must it must be going well if if we're getting that we must be doing something right and Jamie, you know, we, we touched on there some of the, the supporter-led initiatives from last year. I remember being on the phone to you in my old house up north, talking about things we could do because we knew time was ticking. The 30th of uh, January was, you know, the, the meant to be the cutoff date, wasn't it, for us getting booted out of the league. When you think back to the, the sheer desperation of those times, how good does it feel to be in the situation we're in now? feels pretty amazing doesn't it it feels pretty surreal and you know we were as fans we were on our knees we were begging this time kind of last year and and for me I think it was a case of I knew I knew something was going to happen I felt something was there was light at the end of the tunnel but then it got to a stage where actually you know I think everyone had it there was a moment that we all had that we thought actually this could this could be the end um and and I can't sum it up better than Vic did. That was that was amazing, Vic. I think we need to clip that, by the way, um, for <laughs> our uh, for our Twitter. Um, yeah, he's he's just a, an amazing guy, and I know you you met him today, Jake. I met him at Cambridge away, and he was just the purest person I think I've ever met. He didn't dodge a question. It was Paul Warren's first game, of course. And he told the there's a small crowd there, and he told everyone how good Paul Warren was, how much the players thought of him in that short period of time that he'd been in, how good he was going to be for Derby, and everything that David Clowes has touched has turned to gold. And it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Um, he's he's pulled us out of, you know, the the oblivion that we were we were facing, and. He deserves everything he gets. Um, I know there's been talk of people getting freedom of of Derby and keys to the city and stuff like that. If there are any people listening that have uh, a say in that, then give it to David Clowes because he saved this club, he saved this city, um, and he deserves everything. And I think uh, he'll be he'll be on pictures and posts and hopefully statues for for many years to come. Very well put. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, you know, if Wayne Rooney can be a dodgy bloke and make us try our but still go down and get possible freedom of the city, I'm sure <laughs> the man that actually saved us from extinction. Well, you'd have to use a lot less material. So if we were, yeah, if we were, <laughs> yeah, we were I up the uh, price. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry if you listened, David. I felt about six foot eight when I was stood next to you today, um, <laughs> which is no bad thing. Right, back to the football. Um, Jason Knight, Conor Hurrahan, Max Bird, our midfield three. We've been screaming out for balance. We talked last week about it and I got slated a little bit for saying that they were like, you know, the the best threes of yesteryear, like in 13-14. What I thought was funny today worked out that um, five wins in a row, last time we did that, was with that 13-14 team, which is quite funny. Callum, I mean... All three of them, you know, we could have done an individual segment on all three of them. Max Bird's passing was unbelievable. Conor Hurahan, the slowest run into the box and finish you'll ever see. And he puts it in the back of the net. And Jason Knight, I don't think he stopped running for 90 minutes. And my dad said after the game, you know, it, 
Collins came on and he went to close someone down and Knight ran past him <laughs> to go and close someone down. <laughs> it sums all three of them up and they've got such a good balance, haven't they? No, and and, and yesterday you, you saw um, evidently what the, the three of them can do. That, that Bolton had a, on paper a very informed uh, trio themselves and we just seem to just completely kill them off. Um, when you look at um, each of the individual uh, player and their and their attributes, what they bring to each other, like you said, Max Bird's uh, keen eye for a pass and just kind of just dictates that whole midfield three uh, himself. And then kind of Horahan just seems to be getting more forward. And I think that we, we've seen the the best out of him in recent weeks, where he's actually just gone and and just kind of expressed himself going forwards. And like you said, the goal that he took yesterday uh, was quality. And and Jason Knight. We're, we we put on Twitter for our, who who fans thought there was uh, their man of the match was and I think an, an astounding majority was Jason Knight um, and like you said he just never never stops and I don't know what he eats before pre match but I need it on a Sunday before my game. <laughs> yeah, I think I might need a little bit of that as well because yeah, it's special, isn't it? Um, Vic, you know we we've spoken about Conor Hurahan already and the goal that he scored and how he just seems to keep scoring goals at the minute but that whole move came from Max Bird the whole move you know Shaw Tire takes you know the touch of a donkey straight into Bird's path and Bird just shows a moment of class you know maybe showing why Man United should have gone for him instead of shoulder Shaw Tire and picks a perfect ball out to Tom Barkazen's head out wide he's just a special player isn't he yeah I mean we knew Max Bird had it in him it was just a matter of time of him being that complete midfielder, which I think he is now. I think the integral part of that midfield three is Jason Knight. I think you take him out of that three, I think the other two will struggle. Um, Jason does all the running and all the tracking that the other two probably don't have to now, uh, which allows them to be more expressive on mid in in midfield. So that's why Kano Horahan is pushing 10 yards further forward. It's why Max Bird has a bit of time on the ball to find those passes. Um, so, yeah, Jason Knight is the key for that midfield um, and probably the key for us going forward playing in this league um, but yeah Max Bird special player he's got the range he's got the shooting um, I, I really feel like he's the complete midfielder now and I think a lot of fans are going to get off his back uh, and give him the credit he deserves now because um, everyone at the start of the season was a bit sceptical about him but now he's proven his worth so hopefully we can keep him there's a what how many days are there to the end of the transfer window keep him lock him in the lock him in the cupboard or something <laughs> just put the other key away we've got to keep him now but yeah, yeah. no special player special. yeah we can't let him do a tyro mears keep all the windows in the training ground shut there's uh there's no way out of there um and jamie vic touched on there jason knight's always been loved by derby fans and i think there's a a, a thing around derby fans with players who show passion and work hard that's kind of every player that does that gets you know real plaudits whereas players i'd probably say with no disrespect to other players have a lot more quality you know Conor hurahan's got a better left foot than jason knight's got a right foot and i think max bird's probably got a better left foot than jason knight's got a right foot but at the start of the season, they were both getting hammered every single week. People were saying, you know, they're not good enough. How much of Horahan and Bird prove people wrong? Yeah, I think they have massively. Um, they're undoubtedly probably the two technically best football players that we've got at this club, um, as we've seen on numerous occasions. That ball yesterday, 
by Max Bird. I mean, it's it's absolute pinpoint, and all Barkhusen has, Barkhusen has to do. Who? <laughs> 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 Barkhausen has to do um, is nod it into is <laughs> into Conor Huran's path. Um, I can't. Do you know what? I'm going to go away. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to say it five times <laughs> and then I'll get it right for next week. Just call um, him Tom. Tom. Yeah, I'm going to call him Tom. <laughs> Tommy lad. Um, just, yeah, just technically brilliant. And I think I agree with I agree with Vic. I think Jason Knight being in that team allows Connor Hurahan and Max Bird to be the best versions of themselves because it allows Max Bird to take that time that he needs um, to pick that ball and just to keep things ticking over. It allows Connor Hurahan to, to get into the box um, and, and, you know, sprinkle a little bit of magic in in the final third. And you just know that Jason Knight's going to be tearing tearing his backside around, um, covering for them, doing all the kind of the hard yards. And I have to agree with Vic. I think he's the most integral part of that, that three. He's not necessarily the best technically, but as we've seen on previous occasions, you do need balance. You do need three players that are different to to make a midfield and, and to make the side kind of tick. So let's continue to play that three. Um, let's hope that they all stay clear of, of injuries. Um, and I think if that's the case, we've got a serious chance of, of getting that top two. I really do. I definitely agree. And yeah, let's hope that David McBarkhusen can carry on his form as well. Because <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, two two assists yesterday to add to the few goals in the games beforehand. He's uh, yeah building up a bit of a healthy tally. And very quickly uh, before we do a, a real quick score prediction for Port Vale and West Ham as well, actually, um, Callum, we saw a little bit of Tony Springer. I still can't get over the fact we've got a 20 year old called Tony playing for us. <laughs> Tony Springer, he came on, he said to Paul Warren after the game he had an adrenaline rush and he basically sprinted around for 10 minutes. I think he, he probably covered as much ground as some players did in 90 in about 10. Um, you know, we've mentioned already he can play on the wing, he can play at fullback. He's He's got a little bit of pace. He seems quite versatile. It's it's a bit of a Paul Warren signing, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, you, you, you're spot on. And when you look at, um, I think it was Paul Warren's uh, little interview pre-match uh, for Bolton that he, he spoke about him and and said that he's top of all of the, the stats for training. And and when you look at um, the kind of the player he is, like I said, he can play multiple, multiple positions and that's what we need. Um, and when you look at um, when he came on, bless him, you think he said in his pre-match interview, um, I've actually learned uh, from playing in the Premier League not have not not how to have a, an adrenaline dump, and then within two two minutes of coming on, he's running around um, and, and like you said, just blowing a gasket, bless him. Um, but he'll learn. And I said he's he, he shows that he's got something about him. He's got a bit of pace, and uh, and what we need is just uh, some bodies um, on that left hand side just to. Uh, Fill in for those gaps in case of injuries coming back into the season. So no, he's he's a player that I will happily have. And if I, but he scores a goal, I'll happily have Tony on the back of my shirt. <laughs> and yeah, like like Jamie said in the group chat earlier today, he's a mental health advocate as well, and he was part of the mental health team at Norwich, which is really good. Um, yeah, and really lovely, and hopefully that makes a, a nice difference behind the scenes as well. Right, I want to get your, your quick score predictions for Port Vale and West Ham. I just want scores, both games, nothing else. Looking at you, Callum, nothing else. Right, <laughs> Callum, you kick us off. 
Uh, Port Vale, I will go 2-0, uh, win to Derby, and I will go 1-0 loss to West Ham. Wow. Mm. Right, Vic. <laughs> well, I'm going to go same as Callum, 2-0 win against Port Vale. And for West Ham, I think it's going to be 1-1, and we'll take it back to the London Stadium. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jamie? I'll say 3-1 away at Vale, and I think we'll lose 3-0 against West Ham. I'm not yeah, going to that game then. <laughs> we've had our we've had our time in the cup, and I think they um they obviously got a good result last time out. So uh, I think yeah they'll come and they'll come and beat us considerably. Well, right. I think yeah. I think we'll beat Port Vale one nil. Um, they don't score many. Their defense isn't great, which obviously means they'll probably beat us. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think we'll get a a one nil. I know they're missing a lot of their strikers, which is good news. Um, and then, yeah, West Ham, I think we'll beat them 2-1. I, I think we've got a real chance. Um, I, you know, watch them against Everton. Everton are dreadful. Well, I mean, you know who Everton's manager is, so it makes a lot of sense. But Everton were Ooh. awful. And West Ham looked no better. <laughs> they, beat, <laughs> and they beat them 2-0. So I think they'll rest players. The cup isn't their priority at all. They desperately want to stay in the Premier League. So I think they'll they'll drop a few players. And I think that will give us a real chance. I'd... I'd very excited to see Mendes, Lang and Barquez and running at their out-of-form defence. So, right, lads, it's been a real pleasure. It's been quite a lot of fun, this episode. I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, if people did enjoy listening, make sure to check us out on Twitter. We do loads of polls, put out some clips. Want to get you guys involved, get as many opinions as possible, and that's at Rams Talk Pod. If you listened through audio and want to watch the video, I don't know why you want to see our faces, to be honest, but if you do, you can uh, you can see it on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Rams Talk Pod, uh, and vice versa. If you watch video and you want to listen to us back, we're on all good streaming services as Rams Talk Podcast. And we do need to get some merch. We've been talking about it so we can uh, put it in all the video clips so we look like we actually know what we're doing. But right, lads, it's it's been a really enjoyable episode. Um, yeah, usually I say thank you very much for coming on, which makes no sense because we're all part of the pod nowadays. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming and uh, having a nice chat this evening. Cheers, Jake. Pleasure as always, mate. Pleasure as always. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.